Welcome to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn, equipping, coaching, and restoring missionaries to answer God's call. Today is the fifth part on change and transition. Last time we covered the entering and reinvolvement phases. The good news is that we can belong again. Today, I want to cover some practical things we can do during transition to help ourselves with the process. So how to help yourself. Number one, get support for yourself. We can take for granted our prior support system, and even though we will continue on the mission field, it will not look like or be the same as before. It's important to find an English-speaking church Bible study, small group, prayer partner, groups in your child's school, in the community for English speakers, go to events offered, go to a counselor. It's a lot of work, but you need to build up your new support system. Number two, change as little as possible. A friend of mine was a military kid who moved her whole life. But her mom would put the same items in the same spot in each house, mainly in the kitchen, to the best that she could. I also have a friend that travels a lot, and she brings a doily and a picture for the bedstand to display in each room or place that she stays in. It's not much, but it's a consistent and something familiar. Make your house a home and bring familiar items, sacred objects, memorabilia. At someone's recommendation, I brought my kids sheets, stuffed animals, and pillows. I brought pictures to hang on the walls and tried to decorate a bit. I remember walking into some missionary homes that seemed kind of like really fancy, decorated, and homey. And I remember walking into other missionary homes that seemed like a storage facility was cluttered and chaotic. So clean up. Don't have storage boxes and clutter around. Some missionaries store team items in their house, and it just does not make the house feel like a home. Have a place for everything and everything in its place, and have a special place for your family so that you can change as little as possible. Number three, give yourself and your children as much of a sense of control as possible. Fight helplessness by allowing your children to set up their room, rearrange things the way they like it, and give them appropriate responsibility. I think I mentioned last time my missionary friend who had a system of hanging things on the clothesline and her daughter who would rearrange her room every so often. So as long as the task you control is not people, you know, it's not a person and it does not hurt people or hurt yourself, It will be a helpful part in your transition process. Number four, allow for expression of feeling. Remember that we can arrive on the field at the same time, but walk through the phases at different times. Don't gloss over other feelings by stating how exciting and wonderful everything will be. It's important to listen to each other express their feelings, especially anger and sadness. So take time to grieve your loss or losses. Five, contact people you miss. Phone calls, Skype, letters, probably email, not a letter. But don't just wallow in self-pity as you flip through Facebook posts and pictures of family and friends back home. Reach out and foster those relationships. We are going to talk about how technology can be a blessing or a curse in the next podcast. Number six, build relationships with local people. 
When we go to another country with a savior mentality, we may think we're there to rescue people or minister to people. That can make it hard to build relationships because maybe we're thinking that we're better than others or we're the only ones that have something to offer or give. But the local people, and maybe it's not the people you minister to, can be a source of encouragement and comfort. So get involved with local people in their day-to-day life, as well as holidays, practices, and culture. Number seven, take care of your physical needs. The stress and ups and downs of change and transition can make us run to food for comfort. Safety concerns, ministry demands may threaten our ability to find new routine for exercise. However, because everything has changed, one of the best things we can do for ourselves is to eat balanced meals, exercise, and get adequate rest. It may require more energy to figure out how to do that new routine for exercise, but the benefits of burning off the extra adrenaline will be worth it. Number eight, remember your first mission trip. The Bible is full of remembering. Whether it is building an altar, singing a song, or talking about what the Lord has done regularly or on holidays, there is a lot of power in remembering. The Psalms are full of David remembering what the Lord has done. Make it a practice to remember. Flip through photos of old times, ministry and personal, in the country and share memories. We always went out for Honduran food on our Honduran anniversary date, the day we arrived in the country full time. And in later years, when I got a photo album made for each year, we'd flip through the pictures and shared memories. Number nine, remember the call. Remember when God showed you who he wants you to be and what he wants you to do and where he wanted you to go. This is why it's so important to hear God's call for yourself and not go into missions because someone told you or gave you a word or prayed for you. Because when the going gets tough, the word and confirmation from the Lord, not another person, is what is going to help you hang on. One misconception is that when we're in God's will, everything will go well for us. So we can start to rationalize, I gave up everything to come here so God should do this or make this easy or... You fill in the blank. Another misconception is if we're not in God's will, things won't go well. So then we can think that because we're struggling, we must have missed God. So God's call is God's call. There will be good days. There will be bad days. The key is to stay so close to God that you hear him and trust him. Number 10, forgive quickly. Since change and transition can be a bit of a psychological roller coaster, it's not the time to be taking everything personally or holding grudges. We need to forgive ourselves, our spouse, our kids, maybe an entire country, home country or host country, maybe a ministry, a church or churches, pastor or pastors, missionaries, friends. Help yourself. Most people aren't thinking about you or what they did to you. So why spend your time thinking about them or what they did or didn't do to you? Let them go, be free, forgive. And number 11, pray and give thanks. It seems pretty simple. We probably prayed a lot before going to the mission field. We probably thanked him a lot along the way for his provision and blessings. But what about now? What about when the going gets tough? We need to stay in communication with him and pray. We need to count our blessings and give thanks. Philippians 4, 6 to 9 says to give thanks. Make our requests known to think on the good. Thinking on what is good can change our perspective. What's your perspective? Can you see something good ahead? 
Like I said before, change and transition will happen on a smaller scale every time you go in and out of the countries and travel for furlough and sabbatical. Have a plan for going in and out of your home country for you and your kids. Talk as a family before going out to each new place. It can make a difference between us loving a country or hating everything about it. Contact me for re-entering transition debrief that you can work through alone or as a family. Thank you for listening and remember, trust God and answer the call. Thank you for listening to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn. If you have questions or topic ideas, please leave a comment or send a voice message. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please subscribe and share or give at worldoutreach.org backslash 349. For more information on Answer the Call Ministries, please visit the website at www.atcministries.org.